Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. Yes, I know, I know. It's been a while. I'm very sorry. The last time I posted was March 2nd, 2022. Today is April 28th, 2022. What the hell happened, Kofi? What What did you do between March and April? Um, A lot of stuff has happened, but... <clears throat> I'm not here to talk about myself, although I do miss podcasting, and this was one of these. This was one of those rare moments where, despite everything that's gone on, I need to find time to talk about this, to reflect on this, to um, share my thoughts on this moment, which was uh, the most exciting news Liverpool fans have heard today in an unprecedented season. That's been going on with the football club. Jurgen Klopp. So, at 9am on social media, uh, the reputable Paul Joyce sends out an article slash tweet saying, Jurgen Klopp is in, is in advanced talks to extend his contracts over a possible four, new four-year deal. When I saw this news... And I saw it was Paul Joyce and not a fake Paul Joyce account. Unfortunately, Twitter still haven't given him a blue tick for whatever reason. Um, oh, the excitement, the, 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 the goosebumps that were hitting me. I said, has he? Has he really? Surely not. And then we get another uh, message in the afternoon. From David Ornstein of The Athletic. He says, Jurgen Klopp has signed a four-year deal with the football club with an option to extend beyond that should he wishes. And I thought, wow, that is a big progression because this morning, Paul Joyce, who is the top-tier journalist for Merseyside, said it was advanced talks only. These talks must have been so sweet that it must have been finalised maybe yesterday. Yesterday before the game even started. Or maybe there was actual talks the week before and we thought we'll sign the week after. Um, yeah, Ornstein breaks the news that Jürgen Klopp has signed a four-year contract. This was at two o'clock and then my excitement grows even more. And then uh, the Liverpool account on Twitter posts a video of Jurgen Klopp holding the, holding up the camera, singing, "I'm so glad Jurgen is a red. I'm so glad he chose uh, Liverpool instead." Or whatever the song is called, Jurgen said to me, "You know, we'll win the Premier League." You know, he said so. I'm in love with him, and I feel glad. And Jurgen Klopp sang that very last bit to the camera. And then five minutes later, boom, the account tweets out, Jurgen Klopp has signed a new four-year deal. Wow, wow, wow. Just as we thought, the dynasty might be coming to an end. Jurgen Klopp has re... What's, what's the word? Refreshed his love with the club and with everything that's going on with how uh, historical, with the historical season that's going on with the football club, 
he extends he extends he extends on a four year deal stretching to two thousand and twenty six. Now, when I looked at the quote tweets, it was mainly rival fans thinking shit. I was seeing Arsenal fans right fuck. Arteta's gonna have to wait a little bit longer. United fans, fuck. Ten Hag rebuild is gonna take longer than usual. Even Manchester City fans were like, fuck. If Pep doesn't extend his contract now, because Klopp has done it, it might be a one-team league. And there's, and there's no telling what Pep Guardiola might want to do. There's no telling what Pep Guardiola wants to do. But it, it, he hasn't clarified his future yet. He doesn't have to until 2023. But Klopp jumps first. He essentially uh, moved the chess piece on Guardiola and said, if we're really going to have this back and forth rivalry, I'm making a claim early and saying, listen, I'm here to stay. This 2020 era is going to be known as Jurgen Klopp era. And um, it's down to Pep whether he decides he wants to match that energy or if he's feels he needs a new challenge and allows Klopp to potentially turn the Premier League into a one-year league, but one-team league, but wow. Um, what a, a, incredible news. Almost relaxing. I was, I was very ecstatic, but then my secondary feeling was relief because the relief of knowing that one of the greatest coaches that's entered Liverpool Football Club will be extending... And this means this extension means if he completes um, the length of this new contract to 2026, he will be Liverpool's second longest serving manager in the history of the club. The first person, Bill Shankly. And everybody knows how revolutionary Bill Shankly was to Liverpool Football Club. So, the fact we got the modern day version of Bill Shankly in the club, at the club. Oh, it's beautiful. So, yeah, and, and you, you see Jurgen Klopp in the interview with the Liverpool media team. He talks about... He had a conversation with his wife. His wife told him... I feel 2024 is a bit too early. Jurgen Klopp was listening. And then her, the wife, Eula, God bless her soul. Um, God bless her. Uh, she says, let's, let's stay a little bit longer. And Klopp says, like a good wife, like the good husband that I, I have to be, I will listen to my wife. But that was only one of the reasons. And then he said, he called um, Pep Linders. Pep Linders immediately said, immediately said, yes, I'm in. I'm immediately in. So your wife has said, the Liverpool story is not ending in 2024. Linders said, I'm riding with you all the way. The coaching staff says, well, if Linders is staying and you're staying, then we're all staying. So everybody there at the coaching staff has signed a new deal as well until 2026. So this dynasty Klopp wants to start is not finishing yet. And wow, what a six and a half year journey it's been. In his transition season, he got us to two cup finals. We didn't win either of them. But, the, but 
How he got there with a squad that wasn't his was remarkable. That was the first sign of Klopp is about to do something special. Then the season after that, he makes a couple signings to make sure that he gets players that understand the Klopp ethos. So, Gini Wijnaldum was that first signing. And I still believe a lot of people will say Van Dijk was the most important signing. I believe it was Gini Wijnaldum. He's not with us anymore, but for the Klopp era to be what it is now, Gini Wijnaldum was key. Gini Wijnaldum was key to the way the Liverpool team play right now. The the work rate that that a, a Liverpool team should have and the mentality that a Liverpool team should have. And that was Gini Wijnaldum's mentality. He never badmouthed the club. He never said anything out of character. And he performed very well. Scored clutch goals. Got us in the Champions League with that goal against Middlesbrough. Sadio Mane scores on his debut against Arsenal. Joe Matip. Um, solid debut season. Had a little bit of injuries on, on and off. But there's your spine. There's your initial spine. And then you got Firmino, who you now train as a false nine, Coutinho, the others, etc. While filtering out the players you don't really want. And with that squad, Klopp did manage to get top four. Then the season after that, he decides to complete, add a bit more pieces to the puzzle. He gets um, small Salarin, Clavelan back up. Um, I can't remember. Ings might have come in. Andy Robertson comes in um, and then January, January 2018, not not um, most important signing, but most influential signing of all time, Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk comes in, completely changes the way Liverpool's defence was from conceding three goals to almost conceding anything. Creating that organisation with the back line. Creating that reassurance as well that says nothing bad's going to happen with this back line because I'm here to look after everyone. And then he brings Trent Alexander-Arnold through the ranks as well um, during that season. Um, and then you can see the pieces of the puzzle starting to come together. We beat Man City 4-1. Um, it doesn't mean that we win the title though because we were miles off that. But the fact, the way that four three, sorry, but the way um, we did it with Coutinho, who had just left Liverpool, because um, he didn't believe in the clock vision, just shows the mentality that the players had. Then Liverpool getting the Champions League final, fall short to Real Madrid, but that doesn't stop Klopp. So Jurgen Klopp's error. For the first three years, you'd say cup final, Champions League qualification, cup final, but lost. Then the next year, you add more pieces of the puzzle. You spend Fabinho, spend money for Fabinho, Allison, um, yeah, that was that was the signings. Yeah, Fabinho, Allison. So basically, the Coutinho money was covered with Van Dijk and Allison, um, and then we do ninety-seven points, fall short by one point. Don't win the Premier League title, but we win the Champions League, and now we understand what success was like on the Klopp. And the first thing Klopp said 
in that press conference when he became a Liverpool manager, we must turn from doubters to believers. And if I don't win at least a title in four years, I go to Switzerland and then the journalists laugh. So Klopp himself said, that that's a pretty bold thing for a manager to do. He says, listen, I know this club is going through a trophy drought, but give me time. And in four years, we're going to win one trophy. Just give me time. And he said that in October 2015. By October 2019, he had already won the Champions League and the UEFA Super Cup. So he doubled down and won twice. And, and, and that just shows the type of manager he is. But that it doesn't stop there. He's the type of manager that uh, understands the culture of the club. Everywhere he's gone to, Mines and Dorman, both clubs have sung, you never walk alone. It comes to Liverpool, also sing, you never walk alone. These things just don't happen by coincidence. This is destiny. And I think Klopp understood, I'm, I'm, I'm really a people's person. I really, fan interaction with the club is something I cherish. I perish. Um, that back and forth. I want to, I care. Liverpool staff members with the catering staff. Little things like, oh, the players didn't say hello to the kit man and the catering team and all that stuff. Jurgen Klopp brought everybody together and said, listen, I don't, there's no hierarchy at this club. Everybody here is equal. We create a hello relationship here. We bond with all staff members because you never know that connection in the long run can build to something. And... You saw that immediately, immediate effects happen. Rub off on the players with how successful we, we, have, we were becoming. And then in 1920, we, we literally pissed the league. We walked the league. Then obviously pandemic happens, stops, stops the in, uh, early title clinch in March. But it, it extends to June and then football restarts again. And then Liverpool end up winning the Premier League anyway. And then that 30 year wait, and then there was no fans obviously to witness it, but um, it was still a momentous occasion. And you could see the, the influence Jurgen Klopp was having in this team. Um, and this was without on a shoestring budget, this sell to buy policy. And th- at the time where uh, we were fighting with FSG about, <clears throat> oh, you keep having to sell to buy your. your you care about commercial deals too much, building a new stand too much, but you don't care about improving players, competition of players. You see Man United buy high-profile players, Chelsea high-profile players, Man City high-profile players, and then Liverpool, would just, it just felt like we just weren't buying that superstar, but obviously with Klopp's coaching ability, he, he was turning the average player or the player that, that had some sort of potential into a world-class player. And that's just the beauty of Jurgen Klopp. And then the season after that, absolute bizarre with injuries and centre-backs. Um, but with a makeshift defence of Kabak, Phillips and Rhys Williams, who are nowhere near Liverpool standard, he somehow clinches top four. And this was on the back of losing six Premier League games at home in a row, which became a record Um it was that unprecedented. That's how bad this season was. And on top of that, Alisson dealing with the death of his father, Fabinho dealing with the death of his father. Um, 
Alice um, Klopp dealing with the death of his mum. There's a lot of grieving going on in the time where losing kept happening. And then Jürgen Klopp just said in the interview, I listen, all these losses, you either learn or you don't play Champions League football next season. Then Alisson against West Brom, final kick of the game, corner whips in from Trent. He runs up to the 18-yard box, leaps up, connects the ball with a beautiful header, finds the back of the net. Liverpool win the game 1-0 and that practically assured um, Champions League qualification I, with our backs against the wall and all that stuff. And again, Jurgen Klopp massively overachieving on what um, FSG were gi- giving out in terms of a budget, in terms of having to cut losses, all that stuff. And then um, in the summer, we only sign Konati, but we sell certain players to make up for that. And then we're still we're still feeling like and then Genie Ronaldo leaves, who was the part of the instrument that um helped Liverpool become what it was, but in his final season you can tell the Genie Ronaldo decline was becoming ever more prevalent. And Thiago was just had just signed, Jota just signed, Thiago was hit with injuries constantly, so he never settled. But Jota started like a house on fire, then he got injured and then um he he had a kind of stop start as well so it was a lot of just constant injury crisis at liverpool and a lot of adversity and the mentality to overcome 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 and that's what makes jurgen klopp such a great manager and rival fans will call him a passion merchant but he he's more than he's clearly more than that he's a football person he understands the modern game he understands the relationship to have with players, the bond that you got to have with players, the bond that you got to have with the fans, because everybody got to work together to achieve this common goal. And this common and and now you're seeing in 2021-22, Liverpool win uh, Carabao Cup, signing Luis Diaz in January, who has become a revelation for uh, Liverpool immediately settling in and creating key moments. You see Mane come back from Afcon winning as a champion born again with this new false nine role scoring goals in his newfound role and that that and Mo Salah hopefully signing a new contract in what's been an unprecedented season for him as well since his debut season really um whether he will he might not hit the 44 goals um this season but because of um AFCON and a lot of fatigue that happened in 2022 but He's nailed on to win PFA Player of the Year. Liverpool in the FA Cup final. Liverpool one point behind Manchester City in the title race. Liverpool just yesterday beating Villarreal 2-0 um, in the Champions League first leg and securing practically having one foot in Paris. Um, these are the times, these are the moments to cherish as a Liverpool fan. After what happened last season... You can arguably see this team might be the best Liverpool team of all time if they do the Q word, the quad. It's not in our hands to win the quad yet. We still need a favour from a Premier League team for Man City to drop points. Then we can bring up quad talk. Until then, it's still in my head. It's just fantasy talk. The only games you can control is Champions League and... um. FA Cup final, obviously. But obviously, and keep winning your games in the Premier League to put the pressure on. But when it's not in your hands, Premier League wise, I have to nullify the quadruple talk. But it's still a possibility. Still a possibility. Um, 
And we just need one favour. It could be Leeds on Saturday. You never know. It could be West Ham away. The week after that, you never know. Could be Gerrard in the final game of the season. Could be Wolves away. You never know. Um, But yeah, the fact Jurgen Klopp has seen what this play, what this squad is capable of doing and has already started pre-preparing for the next phase of the Liverpool team. You've seen Diaz come in. He's going to be the part of the next phase. Trent, obviously, is going to be in the next phase because he's so young. Konati is going to be the next phase. Um, Fabio Carvalho, who's due to come in the summer, part of the next phase. Harvey Elliott, potentially. Um, he's just come back from injury, but he's not hit the levels yet, just like the start of the season. Curtis Jones will probably have to go on loan. There'll be a lot of outgoings to replace um, and then build upon. We're going to miss Steve Okorigi, but these are, the, these are the times where you prepare the future and you bring in the next players so that the integration of when you lose Firmino isn't missed too much. The integration of when you miss Salah, Mane, uh, Thiago, that genie replacement. Um, Tishimeni, we've been hearing talks that he might want to come. So, so yeah, what an exciting time to be a Liverpool fan. What an exciting era to be in. Um, these are the days you, you just got to cherish it, man. You got to cherish it. We thought it will be coming to an end in two years, but Klopp said, nah, 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 nah. We, the job's not finished. We're going 2020. We, we continue until 2026. Another four years. It's just incredible news, um, which means that you're probably going to see a Liverpool team that's not going to lose more than three league games, accumulate an 85-point-plus season every year, These are the and, and, and create another formidable Anfield home record that initially was lost due to no fans tax and centre-back injuries and all that stuff, but... This is this is a great season and this this is the moment you just have to cherish. I know I keep saying cherish, but it really is because we've been starved of this in the 20, 21st century. We had to wait so long just for Liverpool to win Champions League again. Um, not even 2005, but 2019, that seven-year goal drought was painful. Seven-year trophy drought, sorry, was painful. Um, and then you see your enemies improve. But now... It feels like we're the ones on top and we could be the catalyst and just creating that culture of this is how you build a successful football club and this is how you stay at the top. And with Jurgen Klopp at the will, continuing to be at the will and the rest of the players believing in the vision, the Klopp vision, the the culture club at Liverpool, the fans that sing in unison, the fans that cheer you on, the fans that know what it's like to overcome adversity with everything that's gone on in Hillsborough. We know pain. We know struggle. We know what it's like to have the dark days go against us. But in but them dark days create a greater unison between fans and players. That 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 we just have that special bond that no other football club, football fan base will just understand. They just won't understand how unique our culture is here. And that's what makes Anfield so special. That's what makes the players so special. That's what makes the fans so special. That's what makes Jurgen Klopp so special. He's just so perfect for Liverpool Football Club. And 
boy are we happy to have him um yeah so that was pretty much the episode that i wanted to drop for today um i'm glad that i'm back uh the next game is newcastle at home on saturday hopefully i'm consistent again and i post my instant match reaction of that as we become as we continue to get into the running end of the season may is just next week so we're gonna find out who will finish where we're gonna find out how many trophies we end up with it's a really exciting time to be a liverpool fan so hope you guys enjoyed this episode for the ones that are still subscribed thank you and thank you for being patient um i'm sorry that i was inconsistent a lot of external circumstances happened um and you guys just deserve a reason as to deserve a reason as to why i've been so um able essentially but it's glad i'm glad to be back podcasting again um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and wow let's all jump in this ride together this it's been one hell of a roller coaster so far um and the ride is not going to end Jurgen Klopp's decided to stay on the roller coaster and continue this amazing feeling so yeah thank you guys for listening to LFC reactions and tune in next time all the best and be sure to like follow all that stuff LFC reactions cheers <laughs>